welcome. Congratulations. It's Friday. We've made it through another week. Wow, what a week it has been. <laughs> Absolute bedlam and pandemonium going on in the what I'll call the debt market. Are we are we destined for trade wars and the tariffs have started? Can we bring the jobs back to America? And what is it going to cost us? We've got it all for you today. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Outside of the VIX, maybe the only thing that's been up over the last few days, gold and silver, it is what we do. You know, the thing that's been money for 5,000 years, the one thing in that time that has never gone to zero and that's gold and silver and that is what we do the website at allamericangold.com and i mean just i don't even know where to start just all kinds of things breaking uh the the big news yesterday was the tariff uh the president imposed on steel and aluminum uh, had the uh, the Dow, which had been down 300 points on Tuesday, was down 380 points on Wednesday. The Dow was down 420 points yesterday. The Dow, as we sit right now, was down 340 more points today. What does it all mean? Uh, what what? Why would be uh, you know something you think about? Why would it be? that fair trade would cause Wall Street to crash? And the answer is so very, very simple. And, and, and I go back to, to when I met Eric. And it's incredible to watch what happened yesterday. And, and in my mind, I'm going back, you know, going back 20 years. And for you people that were fortunate enough to have been able to listen to him uh, before that, because, you know, Eric was on the air in Colorado in the early 90s. And then he started Patriot. When we've been on the air as Patriot, uh, as Patriot Trading Group, what, for 22, 23 years now. And I know that he was delivering the message to to everybody when they first signed NAFTA and GATT, it was warning all of you about what was really going to happen. And I remember the first time we had any in-depth conversation, because I was always a newsy guy. So, you know, we could talk, you know, all of these things. It wasn't above my head. And, and I remember telling Sarah, who wasn't my wife, yes, Man, I really like your uncle. I mean, I really like him. But he's crazy. <laughs> and then, of course, not that long after, but five years after that, uh, not only did I decide, yeah, he's not crazy, yeah, we're going to be partners. And now, uh, of course, now he's retired. I, I own the whole thing. But I'm going to tell you the story uh, about all of that and how it relates today. Here's something else. He was in here yesterday, and he actually wanted me, he said, for me to tell you. 
because he heard me say on the air again, gold's at the bottom, silver's at the bottom again, buy it now. And, you know, he came in and he said, you know what, that's about the fourth time in a row you've said it, and you've been right every time. He he bought yesterday. He wanted you to know it was, I will say this, it was the largest amount he's ever bought for me. So since he's retired, it was his largest investment yet. Uh, and, and, and just to let you know kind of where he sees things and where he thinks things are going, uh, and he wanted you to know that. So I, I'm going to pass that along to you. This is kind of odd. My brother's buying. Now Eric's buying. Uh, just weird, weird things are happening. Uh, we're going to break down all of those things. But I was going back to when I first met him. And we were talking all kinds of stuff. And, of course, I was, I was, this was, let me tell you what I was telling him. The NASDAQ's going to take out the Dow. Right, that's going to be it. Tech is where it's at, but now it's done. It's all about the NASDAQ. And, of course, that's when he, uh, this was, uh, you know, before, obviously, the bubble had popped and burst, and he told me it was going to happen. And then he started talking about NAFTA and GATT, and, you know, and I was like, yeah, what a free trade, what a great thing. Think about it. we're going to be selling, you know, TV, no, not TVs. But, you know, microwaves and automobiles and all this stuff. We we're going to be selling all this stuff to all these foreigners. You know, the Chinese don't have anything. We're going to load them up. I bet our factory's going to be working overtime. And he would laugh. And he's like, you know, and he was probably thinking, stupid, stupid boy. And at the time, you know, I was I was in my, my late 20s at the time. So... Um, you know, I've been around a little bit, but I, you know, even the, you know, I, was, I think I was 27 at when I first met him, and we were having these talks, and and how little I knew then. And he was telling me, he said they have no intention of having American factory workers making all of these products. They're this is all by design, and and these big Dow companies are not they're not american companies they're going to be multinationals and we're going to everyone's going to lose their jobs and and he goes and eventually it's going to get to the point where we're gonna want it all back well guess what i think we want it back but it's going to cause a big problem Patriot radio news hour we'll be right back after the break 800-951-0592 I've got another opportunity today to get something that's never happened. It's in the fractional gold market, which always excites me. Uh, but we have on $5 liberties. Those are the old ones, not the, the new uh, one-tenth ounce, but the older $5 liberties, you know, the quarter ounce, 1866 to 1907. And these are going to be AU, so these are almost uncirculated and I was talking to, to the largest wholesaler in the world, the VP there, uh, and he was telling me this morning, he says, Joe, I'm telling you, these things are fabulous looking, and I've got a bunch of dates, uh, and and was really uh, emphasizing to me, he goes, the, you know, because he's been there over 20 years. So this guy, you know, he started at the bottom, and now he's the executive vice president of the Precious Metals Division there, 
And he says, I can tell you, it's never happened since I've been here. Uh, these are AU, so they're almost uncirculated. These are things that are going to be just really, really nice. Nothing, no, you know, it's not going to be worn. They're not going to be spotted or anything like that. They're just great-looking material. An ungraded one, the raw ones, which we saw, which are really nice. You know that. So they're $375. Today we've got the AUs for 370 So $5 less than an ungraded one at 800-951-0592. If you buy 10 or more, I'll get you 10 different dates. At 800-951-0592. So AU5 Libs. First of all, fractional gold's awesome. <laughs> Just in case you're right. You never know what's going to happen. Right? If they got to shut all the banks down and Wall Street doesn't open and, and you know they've got it all set up to do that and why would they set it up if they didn't think they may have to do it at some point think about that right it's already in the rule the SEC's got it on the books at any point in time we can stop you from doing anything right think about Greece right Remember, they were limiting people to $20 out of the ATMs AU five lib three seventy. Uh, the first time in, and this is going back to this guy's been around a lot longer than I've been around. First time ever that you're going to be buying AU five dollar liberties. You know we've seen it before, like in the twenty dollar market. We've seen that, but not in the not down here at the five dollar lib level level three hundred and seventy dollars. At 800-951-0592. If you want to use your credit card, we'll add five bucks. So 375 on a credit card, 370 without a credit card. If you buy 10 or more, I'll get you 10 different dates as well. Speaking about, you know, I was thinking about Eric, and he was in here yesterday and, and looking at the tariffs now on steel and aluminum and and Wall Street's freaking out about it. And for those of you that didn't know, maybe some of you didn't know, so yesterday Donald Trump imposed tariffs on steel and aluminum. Uh, and I want to say it was, what, 25% on steel, uh, 10% on aluminum. And then the funny part was everybody, you know, at least initially, this is how little these people that are out there on TV claiming to be experts or what have you know, oh, what are the Chinese going to do? And the Chinese are going to retaliate. We don't really get a lot of steel from them. Matter of fact, uh, less than 2% comes from them. You know why? Because they use it all over there. <laughs> That's why. But we get uh, the largest steel importer into the United States is Canada followed by Brazil, followed by South Korea, then Mexico, then Russia, then Turkey, then Japan, then Taiwan, then Germany, then India, and then China comes in at 11, if you wanted to know, uh, at less than 2%. Uh, but, but here's the thing, right? Without a doubt, the steel industry, the aluminum industry has been devastated, right? The, it's a shell of its former self, and, and it was all done by design, all going back 
to the NAFTAs and the gas, and you think about what they originally had said about how, oh, yeah, this is going to be great for the American worker. And I think back to what Eric was telling me. And this was three or four years after, you know, after it already got passed. And remember, we had the big tech bubble. We were running those little budget surpluses, you know, alleged budget surpluses with Clinton. And he was telling me all of these things, and, and, and I started digging into it, and of course he was right. And now you're seeing stocks like all the auto auto stocks are getting hit. Boeing's getting hit. Caterpillar's getting hit. Right? All of these companies. Uh, how about the beer companies, right? Uh, Molson and, and Budweiser, they're all getting taken down because they all buy this cheap steel and aluminum from somewhere other than the United States. And the fact of the matter is, if they if they have to buy it from the U.S. steel makers, <laughs> it's going to cost a lot more. And, and, and you start going down the list. Think about stuff that isn't even here anymore. At least there's still a few steel and aluminum plants. How about clothing? Right, all the textile—they're gone. They're—they're they're completely gone. Right, you think about the toy makers and all—they're gone. Right, and all of these other things that are gone completely. And and you start thinking about—you know—now they're talking about, hey, there's going to be retaliation. Goldman Sachs today said that this could be the likely predecessor to the exit from NAFTA, according to Goldman Sachs, their chief economist, and a note out to clients today, says that while a formal decision has yet to be announced, the 25% tax on steel and 10% tax on aluminum will be the most substantial trade restrictions to date, and this is for, this was announced yesterday, it's not, I guess it, it's supposed to become official this, this next week. So, But they've made the announcement that this is going to happen. Unlike routine anti-dumping and countervailing duty cases, or less common safeguard cases. So we have these laws. Now think about this. I want you to understand this. They wrote these agreements, and they put in all of these things that you could do if somebody was breaking the rules. And they have this Section 232, it's called, where the, the president uh, is going to use, which is uh, saying that there's a threat to right the sovereignty of the United States. And, of course, this is something where they're like, you know, that's, probably not really true and that the that the United States is somehow breaking the rules of the the agreements that they've agreed to and I'm going to tell you right now the issue is very very simple it was never ever ever intended for us to have these jobs back never 
And don't be fooled for a single second. Boeing, Caterpillar, the auto companies, right? The the beverage companies, they knew it. Now, we could argue whether or not the steel and aluminum companies do it, right? Because maybe they just wanted to, to be be naive about what was really going to happen. But the use of Section 232 of the 1962 Trade Expansion Act. So, so now we got to go into the bowels here of how it was and the lengths that we had to go to just to get this done. And this is how little sovereignty the United States really had. Making it uh, recommendations for, for tariffs, department leaders argued that the dumping of cheap steel and aluminum, and they say in this article, from China and other countries, and I just told you, Less than 2% of our steel comes from China because they use it all. Puts U.S. competitors out of business and therefore is risking national security. Now, the acts were, I mean, NAFTA and GATT were like, what, 94, 95? And I apologize, I don't know, the, I know it's somewhere right in there. It took us 22 years to figure it out. According to the U.S. Department of Commerce, Canada and Brazil, two key allies, were actually the top sources of foreign steel. China frequently criticized for for dumping cheap steel isn't even in the top ten. But this is how they got it done. They had to go back to a 1962 Trade Expansion Act to find a way to put these tariffs on. And the tariffs that they use, Section 232, is a risk to national security. And really, when you think about it, if we ran, if we didn't have any, how could we build anything? As it is, so you think about it, you know who else has impacted a, a great deal? The oil drillers. All that piping, I mean all of it. We don't make any oil piping in the United States anymore. At least that's what I, and, and I, I, I'm going to say that I heard that on the idiot box yesterday, so I, I, I'm saying it, I think that's a fact. If it's not a fact, it's real close. And so now you're seeing why, when you're thinking about, hey, this could, could, could create hundreds or maybe thousands of jobs and bring great factory jobs back to the United States. This is the, the other thing Eric said. And this is well into to, to us working together. And, and a lot of you, if you'd been listening, then you'll remember. Right? Because he said, we're going to want it back. He goes, the problem is going to be everything is going to cost a lot more to bring it back. Like you think about it, new cars are all, you know, cars are already at all time highs. They're going to go higher. <laughs> right. Gas prices, by the way, I just saw a report, 
gasoline price is going to be up 17% starting right now, right? The spring driving season. I don't even want to think about the summer driving season. Gas price is going to be up 17%, and drill it's just going to make drilling more expensive, and, and this is what it's going to take. I'm all for it. Bring it all back. By the way, Donald Trump today said we're not done. And he's talking about, and I want, I want to get it right here, the reciprocal tax. I'm going to talk about that when we get back. So the next segment, we'll talk about the reciprocal tax. But we need to bring it all back. If gasoline's $5, so be it. Right, if a new car's a hundred grand, Eric was just telling me because I was saying, you know, cars are going to cost like a hundred grand. He said, Ford's got trucks now that are already a hundred grand. Not, and I'm not talking about work trucks, right? Just trucks. Minimum wage. Remember, he, you know, he started at fifteen, and then I want to say by I don't know, oh eight or oh nine, he was like, listen, it's got to go to thirty. It's got to go to thirty. And you start looking at all of this, and you know what? It sure makes a whole heck of a lot of sense, doesn't it? Of course, it's going to be bad for stocks. Patriot Radio News Hour, we're going to talk about the reciprocal taxes when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast launched by Phyllis Schlafly, who served as an articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Upholding that legacy and himself an author, national speaker, and attorney, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. On the day Donald Trump announced he was running for president, he vowed to change the way our immigrants are selected and screened. When Mexico sends its people, he said about the country that has sent about 50% of our immigrants, they're not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems. Trump did concede that there are, of course, good people coming from Mexico and other poor countries, but his point then and now is that we're not selecting the best candidates for immigration who share our values. More than 70% of the 1.2 million people who legally settle in the United States each year never pass any qualifying test for their fitness to live and work here. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, immigrants from Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador have an average level of education that is well below that of American citizens, meaning those immigrants are doomed to a life of near poverty supplemented by food stamps and welfare. This is what happens in chain migration. Immigrants are allowed to sponsor unscreened, unvetted, distant relatives for a green card. Basically, this year's immigrants are selected by last year's immigrants, not the American people as a whole. President Trump said that any deal keeping DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, must include an end to chain migration. Trump tweeted, I want people coming into our country who are going to help us become strong and great again, people coming in through a system based on merit, no more lotteries. A group of House Republicans introduced a bill in January that aims to do just that. It's called the Securing America's Future Act. Unwisely, the bill does extend DACA benefits and allows more low-skilled guest workers. However, it meets the president's demand to end chain migration and the diversity visa lottery. It also requires employers to use E-Verify, and it cracks down on sanctuary cities and those who overstay their visas or re-enter the country. 
Even with flaws, the Securing America's Future Act certainly takes steps that would help make America great again. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Gold's up 16, uh, 13.22, and I know it'll be a little different with Kiko because that whole electronic trading thing. Uh, gold's 13.22, well off the bottoms. Remember yesterday got down to, what, 13.05? Silver, uh, silver's up about 25 cents here, uh, $16.49 uh, on silver this morning. Uh, remember, we're going to be in Colorado but eight days from today, next Saturday, Saturday the 10th, from 11 to 2 at the radio station, at KHNC. Uh, and, and we've had people calling all week. We're gonna, Wendy and I are going to be there uh, from 11 to 2. We're going to have lunches on us. we got a big barbecue ready to go there. I want to see everybody there. If you, you come on down, if whether you're ordering, not ordering, uh, if you've never ordered from us before, if you're one of those guys that listens but buys local, come on down. We got we're going to have product there. Uh, I'll say this though, and I appreciate because some people actually started calling yesterday. If you want to be to purchase a large quantity of something, call me. Call us ahead of time. So you know, call us today. Call us on Monday or Tuesday and let us know. We'll. We'll have it ready for you. If you're looking to sell a large quantity, you don't have, you know, if you're going to sell a $10 piece or a $20 piece or a couple rolls of silver, you don't have to call. But if you're going to, if you want to sell cases of silver eagles or maybe a, a junk bag uh, or you want to sell a lot of 20s, call us ahead of time so we can be ready for you uh, and, and make some special arrangements for you at, at 800 uh, but but come, we're going to have giveaways, right? We're going to be giving away some gold. We're going to be giving away some silver. Uh, we got food there. It's going to be great. Saturday, March the 10th, from 11 to 2 uh, at the radio station in Johnstown. Uh, come on down. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And, and we can just kind of put, you know, it's just as fun for us, too, because a lot of you have been customers, I mean, since before I even started working here. So it's it, and I've talked to some of you. I've talked to dozens of times that we've never uh, been able to meet. And so one of the things that why we wanted to come on Saturday. The last time I was there, what a couple years ago, but I was it was uh, during the week, and, and a lot of people had to work and they couldn't make it. So uh, this time we're going to do it on Saturday, uh, and I hope you all come down and say hello, uh, have a meal, and, and and just get you know. There's nothing like family. And I will say this, the Front Range people are the greatest, and they've just been great customers to us over the years, and 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 it's really, it's a special group, and obviously Sharon and Michael and the radio station, we got so many great things planned up there, so I hope you all come uh, and and, and uh, take a part and, and really get a feel for what it is that we're going to be doing uh, along with KHNC 
and and I think you're really going to enjoy it, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Having said that, what does this all mean? Why does Wall Street hate the tariffs? Why don't they like what President Trump said today about reciprocal tax? And the answer was simple. The free trade agreements really allowed for these companies to be multinational. They wanted their stock price to go up. You know, and I say it all the time, but it's just it's just true. They didn't care about the average American. They still don't care. They pretend, but they really don't. What they care about is their stock price. And if that means they got to put, you know, 30,000 steel workers out of a job, so be it. So President Trump today, when a country, the United States of America, is losing many billions of dollars on trade with virtually every country it does business with, trade wars are good and easy to win, especially when we're down a hundred billion dollars with a certain country and they get cute don't trade anymore we win big it's easy now i will say this uh obviously i'm gonna guess he's talking about china uh, but it's a whole lot more than $100 billion, our deficit with them. But I, I talk about it all the time, and then he tweeted this out this morning. When a country taxes our products coming into their country at, say, 50%, and we tax the same product coming into our country at zero, not fair, not smart. We will soon be starting reciprocal taxes so that we will charge the same thing as they charge us. $800 billion trade deficit have no choice. And this is, remember, and how many times do I talk about the trade deficit on this show? And I, and I tell you, listen, that's wealth that leaves the country. It's gone. It doesn't come back. And you think about, we're, ever since I've been here, every year, a bad, a good year, we only lost $400 billion. Bad years, we've lost almost a trillion. But let's average it out, say, over the last 15 years, the United States, on average, has lost six hundred billion dollars a year for 15 straight years like nine trillion dollars let me give you an example automobiles okay the eu puts a 10 percent duty on any u.s vehicles coming into their countries. You know what we charge them? 2.5%. So guess what? (laughs) 
you better go out, hurry up and buy that Mercedes or that Beamer because they're going to get a lot more expensive. But this, that's just one example. And you start thinking about uh, this is what he's calling the reciprocal tax. If we have like products and you charge us more when we ship it to you than we charge for you to ship it to us, get ready. You're on the list. Then you start going through this list. And see, and this is where why Wall Street's so afraid, because they know what they did. It's going to touch all of them. And of course, at the end of the day, really what happens? It's going to touch us. Everything's going to get expensive. But that's what it's going to take to get the jobs back here so we can stop working a part-time penny job and actually get a job that we can live on. 800-951-0592. Just another great opportunity today on the AU $5 Liberties. These are the old ones, the 1866-1907-370. So you're actually going to be able to get on a fractional AU 5 Lib 370 at 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. You know what? Just like that, they're gone. We are out of AU $5 libs. Thank you, Arlene. So uh, I'll see what else we've got. So we are sold out. I apologize on the AU 5 libs. Uh, I'll see what else we can do. Uh, I don't know how much time we have, but I just got a note. We are sold out of the 5 libs. Thank you so much. And getting back to... uh, to the trade war. Think about this now. So now we started with the washer machines, right? And and all the, I guess, what I read was that uh, all the washers and the dryers went up 50 bucks. I don't know if they did or didn't, but that's what I heard. Uh, Then it goes to steel and aluminum. Now Trump is talking today about the reciprocal tax. Listen, it's really, really simple. You cannot have hundreds of billions of dollars leaving the country every single year. You know, you think about what we really lived in, and this is what they really did. And and it's the Federal Reserve, and remember who the Federal Reserve is meant to protect. You know, oh, we're supposed to keep uh, full employment and prices stable. (laughs) Well... Price is stable, apparently. Well, it's a, we want stable uh, always devaluing. We just want a stable devaluation. They don't say that, but that's what they want. And as far as unemployment, we just changed the number to make it look like we've done it. And, and same thing with the stable dollar. Right? We let the wolf guard the hen house. So in 1971... We go off the gold standard. We go full-blown fiat. From 1981 up until last year, 
declining debt valuation masterminded by the Federal Reserve, right? We've got, as Alan Greenspan said yesterday, we created the debt bubble, the bond bubble. We let big business who, in cooperation with the Federal Reserve, to take away all of our sovereignty. And, of course, when they took away the sovereignty, they took away your liberty and your freedom as well. I mean, we still got 42, 43 million people on food stamps, and most of them have a job. How many times do I come out on on the radio and talk about all these crappy jobs out there? Waiters and waitresses and J.C. Pennies. We don't believe in full-time employees anymore. Use your car like a taxi. Drive around drunk people and we'll call it good. I mean, that's what they gave you. Now, would you rather work at the steel mill, working 40 hours a week, allowing for your wife to be able to stay at home and raise the children? Nah, we don't want that. And we ran up all of this, just blew it all up. And we gave away every year, year after year after year, hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. Just leaving the country. It's okay. There's not going to be a ramification for that. Right? The, the executives, who knows what they mean, 300, 400, 500 times what the average employee works. That's fine. Right? Trickle down. not trickling down right now you got all these people out there like uh uh the facebook mark zuckerberg we need a universal basic income yeah that's what we need no what we need are good jobs and i think trump's right it's easy it's simple everybody that looks at these trades you know and here's the thing you're going to start to learn the truth about what they really did Wait a minute, we agreed that we'd only tax the European cars 2.5%, but they could tax ours 10 That's what we agreed to? Yeah, yeah, we did that. Yeah. It wasn't just dumb. And you know why? Because the big corporations were standing right behind, yeah, 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 that's a good deal, good deal. Yeah, we're going to make a lot of money. Right, we're going we're to buy back our stock, right, and our shareholders are going to love it. And Eric was right all along. We're going to want it back. And guess what? It starts right now. And you start thinking about, I, you know what, I'm just trying in my mind to think about what, what that really means. I don't know, maybe Dow 10,000? I mean, wouldn't we all trade that? Hey, wait a minute, we could go back to being the country that makes everything? Right. We're the largest consumers in the world. Listen, they did a great job getting us to be the big consumer. And it was fine. Remember, go all the way back to Richard Nixon's speech in 1971. Now, I was only one. You know what? I'll tell you what. And Ramon and I, we do this. I'll play it next week. Ramon, don't let me forget. We're going to play Nixon next week. 
everything would be fine when we went off the gold standard as long as Americans bought American. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Friday. And thank God it's Friday. I need a drink. That's too fired up. You know what? We've got it right now. Uh, that's how good Ramon is. Here's Richard Nixon in 1971. Let's play it. The third indispensable element in building the new prosperity is closely related to creating new jobs and halting inflation. We must protect the position of the American dollar as a pillar of monetary stability around the world. In the past seven years, there's been an average of one international monetary crisis every year. Now, who gains from these crises? Not the working man, not the investor, not the real producers of wealth. The gainers are the international money speculators. Because they thrive on crises, they help to create them. In recent weeks, the speculators have been waging an all-out war on the American dollar. The strength of a nation's currency is based on the strength of that nation's economy. And the American economy is by far the strongest in the world. Accordingly, I have directed the Secretary of the Treasury to take the action necessary to defend the dollar against the speculators. I have directed Secretary Connolly to suspend temporarily the convertibility of the dollar into gold or other reserve assets, except in amounts and conditions determined to be in the interest of monetary stability and in the best interest of the United States. Now, what is this action, which is very technical, what does it mean for you? Let me lay to rest the bugaboo of what is called devaluation. If you want to buy a foreign car or take a trip abroad, market conditions may cause your dollar to buy slightly less. But if you are among the overwhelming majority of Americans who buy American-made products in America, your dollar will be worth just as much tomorrow as it is today. The effect of this action, in other words, will be to stabilize the dollar. Now, this action will not win us any friends among the international money traders. But our primary concern is with the American workers and with fair competition around the world. To our friends abroad, including the many responsible members of the international banking community who are dedicated to stability and the flow of trade, I give this assurance. The United States has always been and will continue to be a forward-looking and trustworthy trading partner. In full cooperation with the International Monetary Fund and those who trade with us, we will press for the necessary reforms to set up an urgently needed new international monetary system. Stability and equal treatment is in everybody's best interest. I am determined that the American dollar must never again be a hostage in the hands of international speculators. I'm taking one further step to protect the dollar, to improve our balance of payments, and to increase jobs for Americans. As a temporary measure, I am today imposing an additional tax of 10% on goods imported into the United States. This is a better solution for international trade than direct controls on the amount of imports. 
This import tax is a temporary action. It isn't directed against any other country. It's an action to make certain that American products will not be at a disadvantage because of unfair exchange rates. When the unfair treatment is ended, the import tax will end as well. As a result of these actions, the product of American labor will be more competitive, and the unfair edge that some of our foreign competition has will be removed. This is a major reason why our trade balance has eroded over the past 15 years. You know what's so funny? We were still running a little budget surplus then. And it was true in 1971, and it is true today. The only difference was they hid it from you, and they hid it by the tune of $21 trillion of deficits. And actually, it's more of the Fed's got theirs and all the central bank buying and all the manipulation. It's all coming home to roost. 800 Try to be a little more relaxed on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Have a drink. Take care. God bless. And we'll see everybody in Colorado next week.